Hey, profs. Welcome on in. My name's Rob Lightfoot, proud two-time alum of Rick Edelman College of Communication, class of 2000-2001. This is Beyond the Brown and Gold. I'm Jessica Kennedy. I'm the co-host here, also a two-time proud Rowan alum, class of 2008 from the Rick Edelman College of Communication and Creative Arts, and 2015 from the College of Education. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM presents Beyond the Brown and Gold, a show that highlights the lives and memories of Glassboro State and Rowan University alumni. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Lightfoot and Jessica Kennedy. Jess, we have another communication major. I know, we're not really not doing it on purpose. Uh, we're not, but we just like them the most. And because... Really, not all of our communications majors have ended up in the communications field. Yeah. For instance, Janine, our guest today, guidance counselor, so wound up in education. Yeah, but found her way, you know, she started that path of communication, but like everything else, life takes you different spots, and she found her way into uh, into schools. I know. I love it. I, I mean, I, I feel similar to her because I was in communications, right? I was I didn't really pursue that professionally, yeah. but I did study that and then wound up um, pursuing education as well. So I think maybe, you know, we all find our way back to education at least a little bit. And she counseled us. She on did. some of our personal problems. No, we should. <laughs> no, she that was did. a cool tease, but I was trying to get people to listen. But yeah. I don't think you need that tease. It'll be it'll be good to listen anyway, so check it out. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely. We're doing a night interview because you work in education and right. you're very much so needed in the day. Absolutely. Where do you live now? Where are you living? I'm in Mays Landing, New okay. Jersey. That's about 15 minutes outside of Atlantic City. And did you grow up in Mays Landing? or No, I actually grew up in Burlington Township, New okay. Jersey. How did you get here? I applied to various different colleges um, during my senior year, and Rowan had one of the best communications programs around. So I wanted to stay in-state, but at the same time, close to home. We so. love a communications major on this show. We always, Actually, we pick mostly communication majors. <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. It's not on purpose, but I think, so, and so many are not really working in Communication. communications yeah. technically for their current career. It's yeah. changed. It's changed. I think it's a really versatile degree. Yeah. yeah. I could just put a little plug in there for that. So what drew you to communication? I always, I always wanted to be an on-air personality, on-air anchor person, or even a meteorologist. Those were some of my goals. And I just, I just love that field. And I said, you know what, this is what I wanted to do. So, you know, when I was in high school, I used to interview a lot of my classmates. I used to interview um, some of the athletes that, you know, I was going against, you know, in various different sports. And they were like, you know what? You should definitely do that. I said, exactly. So <laughs> right with the microphone in front of breakfast. Yeah, do, yes, so I should. I'm curious. Do you have any? So um, growing up, did you do anything on on tape that you still have? Maybe you can listen to these. I mean, obviously, there's no tape recorders these days, obviously. <laughs> I'm dating myself. Oh, I, I do have some. You can see some of the old VHS tapes. So I'm at Crystal Cave. I'm yeah. at Disney. And I'm just going to town. Like, yeah, you know, so that's great. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know what? This is my calling. I'm going to be an on-air personality. And I didn't. <laughs> things, <laughs> things changed, but um, I still do things till this day that still has that communication realm around it. So, yeah, no, yeah. and so much need for the content these days, especially in that in that space. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. you come, so you come to Rowan University. What do you get involved with right away? Like, do you jump right in, or do you let yourself get familiar with the university for a little bit? Well, I started in the EOF MAP program. Okay, okay, it was a six week summer program that I started, and the EOF MAP program that program was designed for students that are at academic or financial disadvantage. 
So I was on the academic disadvantage side because at that time, SATs weighed a lot. Yeah. I definitely had the academic record, but when it came to testing, I did not do well. But Rowan gave me that opportunity. They saw like, wow, she's a well-rounded student. She's present of her class. She's um, active. You know, she's definitely going to be an asset, but this is what she has to go through. So I did go through the six-week summer program, met fabulous uh, students here at Rowan University, one being Derek. <laughs> yeah. We went through the program together. And, um, you know, from there, we were able to take some summer classes. And then right from there, I joined student council because we actually had a mini election in the summertime. Okay. And of course, later on, I joined a sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Oh, another. Um, a- she's not the first AKA we've interviewed. Oh, we I represent. Don't think. We represent you here. Do. On, yes. Yeah. Um, I was also president of the NAACP, and I was also part of the Black Culture League. You know, I was supposed to do soccer when I came here, but I had a blood infection in my shin splints, oh, no. and I ended up not playing soccer, but. I did track and field. So okay. I did track and field all four years. I was a high jumper. That's you had like a lot going on, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Did you know like as soon as you came that you wanted to get involved in all those things or Absolutely. what was your EOF map? What did that look like? Because I think, yeah, I mean. Every, you, any- I'm sure you heard stories. Uh, <laughs> it was all, it's, you know, it taught me discipline. Yeah. But I was already a disciplined student growing up. My parents made sure, look, before you could play before you do. homework comes first. I was an athlete, but you're a student athlete. You're a student first. So, you know, my academics were always a priority. So I came in to Rowan knowing that my academics were first and foremost. So, and being involved, I loved being involved, being class president and just, you know, my class was 128 from Burlington Township. So it wasn't that That's many. That's pretty small. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very small, but we were so close. Yeah. We were so close. It's larger classes now, but... I was so involved in high school, and I still kept it up in in college. As and well. you were class president. You yes, just I was. kind of talked over that, but I was like class president. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. I, I, w- I was class president. Yeah, that's really big deal. So all, now- all four years. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lot. I'm sorry. You had an actual like official presidency. Yeah, she, <laughs> I she did. Yeah. I loved. I loved my class. I love my class. So. So your time here. Any professor on campus that maybe that really kind of inspired you? What was your favorite while you were you know, doing your studies? I can say for me, William H. Myers, who was head of the EOF uh, MAP program, and Olivita Williams, definitely, they were incredible, incredible to, you know, my four-year journey here at Roman University. And, of course, I had my professors, um, Makamis Ikpa, part of the communications, and Ned Eckert. They, they were phenomenal. So, but... William H. Myers, I'll tell you, he <laughs> he pushed he pushed us. He pushed us, and like I said, he was the very first person I met during the EOF program, and he just made sure we were on the right path all four years. So I owe a lot to him. He's he's deeply missed, deeply missed. He's like a lot you, of people mention him. Yeah, I mean, I did not have the um, pleasure of meeting Dr. Myers, but so influential in so many of our students. Oh, lives. absolutely. Truly incredible, a lasting and a trail, impact. A trailblazer, yeah. a trailblazer. Him and Olivita Williams. Anita Jackson is another one that was part of the EOF MAP program. So talk to us about that balance of your extracurricular activities and your studies, especially what, from the from the perspective of what you do now. Which should we not should we not bury the lead on what she does now? I know she's. Kind I know of, we're going to get there. Just I know. Just say what it is. She's a guidance counselor. Okay, she's shaping and. 
young minds. Yes. And I have so many questions about that aspect. I'm yeah. just really pumped to get to that part. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But from that perspective now, talk to us about how do you balance. Balance it. You chose your schedule. So I was smart enough to say, you know, I'm a morning person. I'm not a night person. I wanted to get everything out the way. And I knew when it came to clubs and activities, it would be in the evening. So I always remember that balance there. And also, again, being an athlete, track and field. So I knew that we had to be sometimes out on the field by five or at the time that we were traveling. So it was traveling, coming back, involving myself with my sorority activities, again, being president at NAACP. It wasn't overwhelming. I don't know, like being younger, just being more free. I was, I was really able to balance. I had a great executive board for all of my activities that I was a part of. So it worked it worked out. It sounds like you must have had that good structure growing up too because I, I, I always did. I yeah. always did. My mom was a social worker and my father worked at Princeton University. So, you know, it was that schedule that, you know, I had to get used to from both of them and just doing things on my own. So it was Yeah, I think was that's an important life skill that brought you right through college. Because yeah. oh. sometimes adjusting to all of that you know, diversity and schedule and responsibilities, that could be really um, overwhelming. Oh, yes. Very overwhelming. But especially like people don't really realize the student athlete side. These students are traveling, like you were mentioning, and they're getting back late and having to really prioritize their schedule and kind of manage Mm -hmm. things a little bit differently than your your normal student who's just managing their their daily. I don't remember it being so overwhelming, though. I just knew that I just had to prioritize my academics first, no matter what, whether if I was on the bus traveling. And uh, Coach Fritz at the time, great guy, he made sure that we got that everything done first um, as far as our academics. And that was number one. That was number one. And, and in the pre-interview, can I say this one? She was talking. Yeah. I didn't know we offered meteorology here. And I didn't know that either. Yes. That was a fun fact that I didn't know because I'm like, all right, we even had that Was that like a, a major no, it wasn't a major. It was a class. It was just a class. It was okay. a class. <laughs> I was like, thinking you major? And would they have like a giant green screen with the practice? Like, what are they Those do? are hard to yeah. do. It was, right? it, it was a hard class. I think it may, I may have gotten a B. I have to look on my transcript. Ooh. But, um, but <laughs> that's I, a really good grade. It was a great class yeah. to take because I wanted to be communicating. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the Aki weather for today. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you graduate from Rowan. I graduated. And what's next? Well, I was homecoming queen in 2000. All which right. Which was a great. Like, you got to put that. Um, But yes, I graduated in 2001 and with a communications degree. And my first job, I worked for United Paramount Network, um, which is under Viacom. So that's a great media company to come right out and go into a media company. What how'd you find that? Well, Eleanor Jean Henley um, was speaking at one of my um, AKA events. Okay, it was a breakfast. And I went up to her and I'm like, I adore you. Uh, she is an educational reporter, and I always watched her. She was just so elegant and graceful. And I said, "I want to work for you know, I want to work for your television station. Is there anything?" And so, she gave me several cards. She gave me NJN New Jersey Network, which I did an internship in. You know, when I was here at Rowan, and then she said, um, "Here's a card to Pat Byrne. She actually is the traffic coordinator at CBS, well UPN at the time. The rest is history. I sent out my resume, and I got hired." It was like I graduated May 11th, and I started working like May 13th right away. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That is Our that's a success story. Yeah, it's a career office. And I, well, I remember yeah. walking in, and we're going over, and she was like, you know, and me not having a concept, she's like, the salary is $20,000 a year. I'm like, oh, my God. 
God. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> I made it. I, I made it. <laughs> so that was that was my first job coming right out of college, and I did that for about four years, and then I ended up working for Greer Lang Talent Agency as director of new talent development. And then you uh, did sneak peek tell us a little bit of the talent you scouted for for the various various shows. Tell us because that's pretty interesting. Right. So working at UPN, they knew that I wanted to be an on-air personality. And so I definitely built relationships with people that were um, because Viacom, we worked, UPN worked with CBS as our sister station. I would go over there, speak to Yuki Washington, speak to some of the the anchors. And um, we had a gentleman by the name of Ralph Fox. And he did, oh, it was like a teen show on the on the weekends. And he actually had me come aboard and actually interview some people. I, I think it was like Pat Croce I did an interview with. Wow. I did an interview with Eve. She actually came to town, a lot of the Philadelphia talent. So it was a good experience to have my interviewing skills. Later on, they said, well, UPN, there's a new uh, show that's going to come on that you may be interested in. It's called America's Next Top Model. Would you help us look for the talent, the models? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is probably going to bomb this show. (laughs) (laughs) Not with Tyra. Not with Tyra. (laughs) So um, I did have the opportunity to meet her when she did come to Philadelphia. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. And I actually worked on America's Next Top Model first, second, and third season. From that, I started to see some of the talent and the agency that they were coming from, which was Greerlang Talent Agency. And at that time, they were looking for a person to do, well, to look for their talent, new talent development. So I went for the job, got hired right away because I knew what they wanted. I knew what they were looking for. And I was on the other side. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm never going to get in front of the camera. So I ended up on the other side. But I ended up loving that even more because of the relationships that I was building with a lot of the talent. So I was working with models. I was working with actors. I worked, in addition to America's Next Top Model, I did casting for Sex in the City. Do you have I, to cast a lot of boyfriends for that one? No. <laughs> there's always a new boyfriend every episode for each of the characters. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of um, A-roll, but a yeah. lot of B-roll actors and yeah. a lot of extras. I did a lot of um, modeling shows and fashion shows. It, it was a great experience. And just to see how that world worked as an agent, was great. I worked with Mike Lemon Casson, Diane Harry, Philadelphia casting. So to work hand in hand to see to be on the other side was was rewarding. Yeah. So how did you go from talent scouting to wanting to be on air to then pursuing a master's, a master's in education? Degree, right. The master's degree always sat in the back of my head from William H. Myers. He always said, you need to get that master's degree. I don't care what it's in. You're going to get that master's degree. I did not, at that point in time, I wanted to change my career. I didn't know what it was, and I- Why was that? Why'd you want to change? It was was changing. The industry was changing. I was traveling um, a lot, and I I just didn't have that urge anymore. I said, you know what, this is, I don't know. I, it just, it wasn't there. And I saw myself actually speaking with a lot of the talent outside of their role, like mm-hmm. their personal issues, a lot of them saying, you know, I'm struggling, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And they were really spilling their guts out to me and I was their soundboard. Right. And I'm like, like I'm counseling. I'm counseling, yeah. you know? So I did a self-assessment test. Wow. I did a self-assessment test because I'm like, okay, at that point I was like 24, 25, and I did a self-assessment test to try to figure out what am I gonna do? I was, I was lost. And then it ended up in that whole social work 
education. I'm like, oh, my God, my parents are in that mm-hmm. field. So, yeah, yeah. Like, how did this happen? Oh, how did it happen? A friend of mine, she was a graduate of Rowan University. She said, Janine, you should go into the Counseling Educational Settings Program. I said, well, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a certified teacher. But at the time, you don't need to be a certified teacher to be a guidance counselor. Is that changed now? Do you need uh, that? You don't. You don't need to be. Certified. Okay. So I still wanted that experience. I still wanted that classroom experience. So I started teaching communications at a Catholic school because okay. you don't need to be a certified teacher. No, so yeah. I started teaching at Camden Catholic High School, in which I taught there for three years, communications, mass media, and then from there. Once I graduated, um, well, in the, when I was in the program, I did a mass mailing once again, and I ended up at Oak Crest High School, where they saw my resume and they were they were impressed. And you're still at Oak Crest. I've High been School, here. Right? Yep, sixteen years. Sixteen years. It's kind of wild to think. I was thinking about this at home while I was thinking about our interview that sixteen years. Right. Literally, you've been doing it as long as some of them took to get to high school. So right. you've had a good amount of experience with high school students. And right. what are some of the biggest challenges you see current students facing that may be different that when you started in the, the industry 16 years ago? Is it still pretty much the same kind of things or have some things intensified for as students? As far as education? Yeah, as far as the students that you're seeing in your counseling. Oh, it's uh, us and parents. We're against that social media platform with students it's it's killing us (laughs) especially in the educational system because kids have changed so much because of things that they've seen on social media i can say when i started in 2007 versus now it's a different group of students a different type i wouldn't say it's scary but it's knowing that their voice of reason is you know something that they see on this little electronic device right. or something that they're trying to prove on this ele- little electronic device. It's scary. Yeah. It, it really and they are all carrying it with them. 24-7. Right. When I, I was remember- in high school, I had to flip my phone. We didn't up. even have phones, girl. <laughs> we didn't, I didn't even have a phone yeah, in high I'm school. I'm with you, Janine. I, I didn't have one either. I had a beeper. <laughs> <laughs> beeper. Anybody text you 911? Like, call me. Yeah. 143, yeah. right? That was, I love you. <laughs> one seven star three. I didn't get that much. No. <laughs> but, Nobody 143 uh, do you no, problem? No. I'm so sorry. No, I know. No, still these days. <laughs> but it's definitely a, has changed. It's been rewarding because it, it tests me as a person, it tests me as a parent. You know, I came in there not even being a mother. Now I'm a mother of three. So it's like, wow, like you have to really step back and really see everything and look at things from a parent's perspective, which I didn't before. Right. So it's like, oh my goodness, you know, but you, you're the counselor, you're the mother, you're the soundboard, you're their best friend. I mean, you're everything. You have, wear so many hats in that position. And Sometimes it's hard because you bring some of that home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, um, you got to be able to separate that. But it's sometimes hard because it, you bring it. It's hard. It's so hard. And, and my you're going home and te- some teenagers too. Oh, absolutely. So you're probably right. thinking all the things that you've talked about with some of your students in the day. Is that something that my student might be right? And I have a fr- I have a freshman. Yeah, uh, my stepdaughter. She's at the University of Delaware. Okay. So college student, thirteen year old, six year old. So I'm getting them. Yeah, you got a little bit of everything. Mm. Everything. Yeah. So it, it, it is hard um, not bringing home. And my husband and I, we do a lot in the community. So to kind of separate that, it's it's difficult. Is he in higher education too, or no? He's higher education. He works at the University of Delaware. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's That's assistant it. director of admissions there. All right. Yep. 
We love an assistant director at, yeah. of anything. Yeah. At the <laughs> so with, with these challenges that you're dealing with, how are you sharpening that knife on a regular basis to kind of keep yourself sharp? Prayer. <laughs> yeah. Prayer. And that's something, oh my goodness, please forgive me. John Howard, please forgive me. I was part of the Rowan University Inspirational Gospel Choir. Okay, now so we're... <laughs> my faith kept me grounded, too. Yeah. Come on My now. faith, yes. So I got to add that, and that keeps me grounded today with a lot of things. So um, that and still trying to, you know, separate. Okay, Janine, leave it at school. You'll be all right. But it's really, really hard. So just kind of that, that time that you have with your children, you kind of separate that but again your advisor various different activities at school as well in addition to being a guidance counselor. yeah what do you so, what are you advising i'm advising the multicultural interest club okay um, i'm advisor of the freshman transition program and i'm advisor of star students talking about racism wow. hmm. which is a new program that they started this okay. year so you got your hands full they're lucky to have you over there. But again, hands full in college, hands full in high yeah, school. Yeah, you it's have, just like something. you just can do it. Like some people are just meant to handle a, a right. heavy and diverse workload, and you you're one of those people. Yeah, I try. So talk to us about the Star program. Is is Oakcrest? I'm not familiar with. It. Is it a diverse community that that uh, school that you're working in? Yes, is it um, diverse and. We're a district, so we have three different high schools, Ocrest High School, Apsigami High School, and Cedar Creek High School. So this program actually started at Cedar Creek High School, and it happened during the time with George Floyd, Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter. Yep. So a lot of students, they they needed a voice. They you know they needed to speak what was on their mind. And at the time when all this happened, it was during the pandemic. Mm. So a lot of things and you know started to build up with a lot of students. So we were like, oh my goodness, thank God that we were on lockdown at the time because who, who knows, you know, what could have fla- yeah. flared up during the time if, you know, we weren't in high school. But it gives an opportunity and a chance for students to um, talk about, you know, some of their feelings, talk about the unknown, talk about, okay, this is what I'm, you know, is built up inside of me because there's a lot of anger, a yeah. lot of anger. Um, and racism exists in all, all different levels. So they're curious. And, you know, some of them say, you know, my teacher said this, or another student said this, you know, what do I do? What do I say? So we try to, you know, handle it the best way that we can as educators. We don't want to put anybody out on the spot, but, you know, we do as educators need sensitivity training with a lot of areas. And um, as much as the kids need to know these things, it's kind of like the people that are modeling all the behaviors that they say all day, you know, that's, Mm. You know, I think that's so important. I always think about that, like when there's incidents on, on campus here and, right. um, you know, it's like we're, we can do our best with the students and we can try to help them understand what's, you know, right and wrong and right. true. But these, you know, people are coming from all different areas. What have they learned? Exactly. What have they learned and at their bringing, homes yeah. for 18 years that they then brought to this campus, right. you know? And a lot of students have been sheltered. And then, you know, when you turn on the TV... They witnessed a modern day lynching mm-hmm. and and it's like what do we say what do we do this year we have an african-american studies class that we're offering in our district so it does open the eyes to a lot of students on the history because that's of, not a common high school kind of course that you can know it's not yeah no it's not and it's a history that's not even taught you know it's right. that you have that little small section of slavery that's mm-hmm. always taught during black history yeah. month and right. it's not really you know they don't go in depth of us being, you know, when I say us, African-Americans being kings and queens coming from Africa. They don't know the history, the rich history behind it. 
or even as much history as even the civil rights era. So there's so much that they're learning um, in this one course. And again, in the in the STAR program, many of those topics that's being taught, they do bring it to the table and adjust it with what they see on TV, you know, what they hear from their friends. So, How difficult is it to get a new class like that in the curriculum? Um, it's not difficult at no. all because these you kids... You would think it is based on... <laughs> right, because right? a lot of these kids, when they wanted to know their history, they joined my multicultural interest club. I wouldn't say the star because we just started it, but they joined the multicultural... Like an extracurricular, but right, not to, to know To know piece. about the history. And with my multicultural interest club, that's where we had like the Black History Month mm-hmm. program. And we did highlight a lot of the you know, the activists, a lot of the educators, a lot of the uh, trailblazers in African-American history. So they learned a lot just from the club. But now they get to know every day. The classes every day, they get to know the history every day rather than maybe once a week or once a month. So we have a counselor, and I think we have to take advantage of this, Jess. Okay. Not for like personal sessions. We're going to air that. <laughs> no, I don't no. We'll, people we'll don't have time for our, for that later. Yeah, people don't have problems. <laughs> we don't, yeah, those are billable hours. We'll, we'll, yeah. Okay. What's some good advice if, if for, for students that are listening out there? What's mm-hmm. maybe one or two good pieces of advice you can suggest? Uh, for let's, let's do both, right? Let's do high school and let's do college that you can give to, to students who are listening. For high school, take advantage of every opportunity you can. Um, If you have a counselor or if you have just someone trying to help you figure out what you want to do, your next step, definitely be an open ear, have open eyes, take advantage of every opportunity. For me, I didn't go to my guidance counselor in high school. I I really can't remember. Um, But there's so many different programs and so many different resources nowadays. I remember I used to get a big book of scholarships. Apply to scholarships, people. I you remember know, that. Oh, I remember <laughs> remember that. the big book? Yes. Yeah. You know, because nobody applies. So, little known secret: people do not apply for scholarships. Yes. No, we've we've had so many students. There has been money. It's free money, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you're in high school, definitely, you know, take advantage of those resources when it comes to scholarships. Take advantage of open houses. Um, take advantage of any type of program. I know that Stockton University has a program um, for let's say, a minority and Latina students, Um, you know, even the EOF program, the opportunities that I had. I wouldn't be at Rowan University or I wouldn't have gone to Rowan if it wasn't through programs like that. So if you see certain programs that is going to help you, take advantage of it. Um, Ask various different educators, what do I need to do? If you don't go to your guidance counselor, there's other people out there that, you know, that can help you along the way. But if you have... If your school has a guidance counselor, if they have various different programs, definitely stay after school. Take the time during study hall to come down and plan out your future. It only takes a minute of your day. If you can get in on that phone and go on TikTok and, or do whatever, you can do that to build your pathway. And as far as college students, take advantage of every um, internship opportunity um, there is. I would say coming in your freshman year, build relationships with your professors. They're the ones that know people. They're the ones that know, like former students, alumni, that have jobs out there for you. So taking advantage of opportunities, especially in college, that's definitely going to be a great... And the scholarships in college, too. Oh, the scholarships in in college. I didn't take advantage of scholarships in college. Neither did I, but there's so many. We work in the advancement world, so we know know. how many there are. And oftentimes it's a lot of the same students applying and receiving because they're the ones that 
know about it and they're eligible um and taking advantage of it yeah right. and and that's great and that's good for them but spreading out you know the the pool of candidates is always great right so. and back to high school students if you are first generation going to college you can get help at your local community college or sometimes they will come to your school mm-hmm. to help you fill out that fafsa form it just takes the time for you to commit to get that help because again, there are people there to help you, to help assist you. You mentioned earlier that your husband and you are active in the community. What's that mm-hmm. look like? <laughs> he um, he is the uh, CEO and founder of Friday is Tie Day. It's a male mentoring program. Okay. Yes, it's a male mentoring program. Melanie Bernie actually did a, a story on him. Melanie's an alum. Alumni, yes. yes. You know Melanie. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I'm, no, I'm telling, oh, I'm telling yes. the audience. Oh, oh yes, Mel- everybody should know Melanie. Okay. Yes, and she was the advisor <laughs> like, for Lambda Row Chapter. Yes, love Mel. So he does that in the community and... As far as I I do assist him, but at the same time, there are other needs for students even outside of school. So we are constantly helping out students that we know. We are constantly helping students that have graduated a long time ago, you know, but at the same time, we're still helping no matter what. And I met him at Oakcrest. He was director of the teen center. So I met him in 2007. Mm. That was your meet cute. Yeah. (laughs) You never heard that? (laughs) No. Have you, you never seen the holiday? I don't know what that is. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen The Holiday? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So the meet cute is when two characters who are going to later be sweethearts find each other. So he gives the example of um, you're in a department store and you're in the pajama section and um, a lovely lady picks up the top of the pajamas and you pick up the bottom of the pajamas and there's your meet cute. There you go. Okay. I drop. I'm just repeating what I've seen in the movies. This is not. (laughs) It sounds like every Hallmark movie that's out there. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Let's not get started on those. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Start crying. What do you do to like chill out? So like like you're very active or is that is is your community service and and all the things that you do outside of school is that very relaxing to you is that how you kind of find your peace or is there like you like to hang out with a good book go to the gym my kids i get it yeah. my kids i'm a dance mom okay so there's really you know there's not a lot of time it's for not you a when lot you're of, a dance it's mom, not right? a lot of downtime when i do have that downtime it's just me, myself, and I sitting on the couch and just zoning. Just you just have to have yourself, yep. you know. Um, time to myself. My kids know to go upstairs. Just let mommy have time to herself. And honestly, it's maybe for maybe forty-five minutes at the most. Yeah, yeah. Because and know. here we are stealing some of it. <laughs> this is my downtime. Today. Okay. This is my downtime. You know. So Thank you for sharing your downtime. We're with gonna us. do like a two-hour interview now, right? Because yeah. she's downtime. Like, oh, sorry, mommy is not available. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> she will not be available tonight. No, but um, also in my downtime, um, like I, I wouldn't say downtime. Um, I do have an agent, so I do there some things go. on the side. Oh, um, so you're still doing the communications? I'm stuff. still doing the communications. Um, I've done some commercials. I've done some voiceovers. So working for Applaud Talent right now. So that Get keeps out. me. So we yes. might. Hear what are you, you looking to do? Like, what are you looking to do? Well, I've done a National Hers commercial. Oh. My husband stole the spotlight. What? Yes, you'll see him on the billboard right here on Delcy Drive, and they put they put one. <laughs> That's they, amazing. Well, I brought him. I got <laughs> I got I got booked. They saw his picture on Facebook. They were like, "Oh, they they look perfect. Have him come." And he has no representation. Yeah. I do. So anyway, brought him, and they were like, "Great, can you move to the side? Thanks." <gasps> and yep. 
Wait, does that mean that they took advantage of him because he doesn't have representation? No. Oh, okay. no. He still he got, he let got, that happen, No, right? he, he still got paid. <laughs> okay, good. That's You're like, and he was represented um, through my agent, um, I hope you got at least half of that. She got chips. That, <laughs> right? We did get a lot of chips. Okay. But, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but I did that. I did an Ocean Casino commercial. I did a couple voiceovers, and I did, um, what was the last one? Hapro Savings Bank. You know, so this is, in the past two years, it just started a, I just needed something to do. Oh, yeah. Own. Yeah, why yeah, not? Something, <laughs> something to do. Let's, let's just do a commercial. And do, so do you, do you go in studio? Do you have a home studio? Or how do you, where are you recording? My husband that? has everything in his of course office. he does. He has everything in his office. Mike, you know, so. And then I have an online, if you look on YouTube, I have a YouTube, you know, station. Well, you can advertise that, right? Can we advertise that? Yeah, right? not. Tell, oh, us yeah, tell us how to find yeah. it. It's called Inspired by Juju. So I do. <laughs> okay. I like how she said that. I do. I do um, decor, holiday decor. Yeah. What's your favorite holiday to decorate for? Oh, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas. is a good one. Inspired by Juju. Juju is my mom, Judy. So I always loved how she decorated our home growing up. You know, my dad was like, oh, because he was the one that always bring things down. But um, I have like a bin for I'm right. so tired of dressing up for Arbor Day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing that I, I do on my free time is decorate. So not just for the holidays. I've done my outside outside decor as well. So. You have a lot of fun stuff. I'm glad also that you get to you keep ha- a little you bit have of that to. communication you have to. piece too. Right. You have to. And I owe a lot to my husband. He, he does push me yeah. to do that so he allows you to feed that part of you exactly especially that creative part because i think when you uh, you know study mm-hmm. communications there's a creative piece of you and it's hard to hold on to that as you right. have career and family and uh, other demanding um right. things that take up your time so so to keep a piece of creativity in you is I really like nice that. yeah yeah and and that he sees you know in that field of counseling it's it's a lot yeah it could be it could be overwhelming at times uh, i i can't lie to you about that and a lot of the things that the students go through, it's it's tough. Are we still doing the early rise thing? Just in life in general? Oh yeah. Early okay, rise. Oh, I, I'm I'm up at four. Okay. Oh, that's, you too. I'm telling you, there's something four. to be said about that early the morning culture. Okay, but what time are you people falling asleep? Aren't you exhausted? Oh, not by like nine. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm actually about ready to go to sleep that night. Yeah, yeah about ten thirty. Yeah. Okay. For me. Oh, so that's pretty late. That's yeah. a good stretch of time. You're not sleeping much. Are you tired? <laughs> no, no. Can I counsel you? To yeah. you? Yes, you, you can. Are you sure you're getting enough sleep, Janine? So what's next for Janine? We're not shopping. We're going to see her on the billboard next. I know, but I mean, there's got to be. I hope so. There's something bigger for you than, I mean, you, you, this is great. This is a great career. But what if you, like, what do you see coming up? Somebody like yourself that's in this leadership it's role. The, I think I need pike. to do another self-assessment because yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, I'll be 44 next month, so you know, getting close to retirement soon. No, <laughs> no, but um, Amen. don't say that. <laughs> I'm right with you. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I'm enjoying what I'm I'm doing. I wouldn't change that for the world, and I, I enjoy the balance of you know my extracurricular activities in addition to being, you know, a great mom and a wife. So. Well, we can't wait. We're going to listen for your voice in the voiceovers. We're going to check out all the commercials that are playing now and look for you. Oh, that'll be great. Because we know we're going to see you. And every streets. time I eat a potato chip, I will think of you and your husband. But, oh, no, my I will goodness. just think of her husband. Hers chips. He stole hers that chips. opportunity from her. <laughs> he did. He did. And he laughs about it, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because I'm in there getting makeup done. Yeah. You're like, you kidding me? I just yes. brought this guy for fun. Yep. We noticed we didn't invite him tonight, so that yeah. was good. Oh, yeah. he would have stole the show. Yeah, <laughs> and he's already been on many podcasts already. So yeah, so we can't like, have him. Nah. he's a Udell alum. Yeah, yeah, great school, but you know it's not Rowan. Nope. So thanks for coming. 
Oh, I enjoyed this. You guys are awesome. Oh, thanks, Janine. So I wish that people could be here for the beginning of the shows and the end of the shows because it's so fun once, you know, the microphone goes off even yeah. to just talk to everybody. And it was even we were just chatting with Janine in the lobby and even learning so much more about her and, you know, there were so she, many things we didn't cover. I know. She I shared know. them at post the show. It's like, Janine, where was that? <laughs> I know. We actually wish these could be longer, but for your for your sake and ours, we try to we try yeah. to make them you know really digestible for all of you. But but, but these are great because they the guests when they come on, sometimes post show they start to walk down memory lane a little bit more in their head and they start to remember yes. those famous names. Like she was just reciting all of the professors and other people across campus that had an impact on her life. And so many of them we also knew. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of kind of neat when you can recall some, you know, same people and different experiences and how they changed your world. She's doing challenging work out there, so. And she's changing. Yes. Oh my gosh, molding so many young people cuz they're going through a lot. There's a lot going on and she's got her own kids at home and she's counseling and let's be honest, hundreds you also, of high school kids. Post show. You really loved her decor show on YouTube. Oh, yeah. She did show us um, her YouTube channel. <laughs> her home is beautiful. She's doing excellent decorating work. And the production on the, the quality of the videos really is solid. really great. Really like, solid. How are we doing this? Tell me more. Yeah. But she still has her communications love. It's yeah. still there. I think I think she's going to wind up doing a lot more communication well, that's stuff. That's what it sounds like. That's why I asked the question about like what's uh, sort of in her future because I mean as much as the the counseling side is there, she's got a lot. She's got a lot to offer. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're just glad that we can count her as one of our alumni. We can't wait to bring our next incredible alumni to you on the next episode of Beyond the Brown and Gold. You've been listening to Beyond the Brown and Gold on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You can find more episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms by searching for Beyond the Brown and Gold or Rowan Radio On Demand.